What's up, Whisper Nation? We're back. It's Friday, and we have an awesome episode for you today. We're going to be talking about those top 10 tight end rankings for PPR uh, leagues, and we're going to let you know which ones are real diamonds in the rough that you can grab super late that should return top 10 value and win you your league right here on the Fantasy Whispers. Right here. That's right, Whisper Nation. Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Whispers. It is the Friday live show. I am your host, Big Travi. You can find me on Twitter at Big Travi TFW. As always, I'm joined by Johnny Game Time, who you can find at, on Twitter at Johnny underscore Game Time. And as Johnny said, we're going to talk those top 10 tight ends based on the rankings inside our, our draft kit. But if you're new to the channel, come on in and consider dropping a like and a subscribe or following us on whatever platform you're on. And if you're new and you don't know about the fantasy whispers, head on over to fantasywhispers.com. We've got all the content up there saved for you and you'll be able to kind of catalog and see all the stuff we've been working on this off season to get you prepared for your draft this fall and into the fantasy football season. Of course, the main selling point on that is the draft kit, which you can find over there, and we'll drop links to that in the chat today. Obviously, talking top 10 tight ends, but stick around after the show. We're going to be giving away three sports card gift cards. I'm sorry, sports card gift packs at the end after the credits, you know, kind of our, our spin on Marvel. If you stay past the credits, you're, some big things will happen there. So uh, stay tuned for that. We're really excited about that. Johnny, welcome in. We're talking those top 10 tight ends straight from the draft kit, brother. Uh, man, I'm so excited. Uh, I, you know, this is one of my favorite positions to evaluate. Uh, I love getting those deep dart throws and and helping Whisper Nation win their league with these guys. Some of these guys are going to be, of course, everyone's going to have them on the rankings on top 10, but there are a couple of guys on here that, you know, we might get a little flack for and that's okay. I'm ready to back it up, uh, but they will definitely, definitely help you win your league this year. So I'm yeah, excited. a little, a little peek behind the curtain here, Johnny, you know, before the show off, off camera was basically telling me three times over the last 48 hours. Hold on. Uh, this is my top 10. Hold on. This is my top 10. A lot of news, obviously with training camp, things are being adjusted and, and Johnny wanted to make sure we had the perfect top 10 for this early top 10 ranking that we're about to put forth for you guys. And it just shows the, the work that we're trying to put in to constantly update the draft kit. So make sure you head on over to the fantasy and get your draft kit, which we will up update weekly now with training camps in full effect. So yeah, we're going to talk those top 10 tight ends as we talked about Johnny, but first I wanted to play a little game of buy or sell with some of this training camp news that we have out there. I like to play a little game. Yeah. I want to play. I, I want to play a game. Yeah. I don't know. How uh, yeah. I don't, the, that, was, there. that was, that was uh, some terrible. ASMR stuff. I don't know what was <laughs> yeah. going on there. Uh, but before Johnny starts his ASMR channel, I do want to get into some, buy or sell and basically we took the non-news related items more of the puff pieces like cd lambs at magnificent catch or or some of these other things you know tim tebow catching a pass from trevor lawrence in, in, in as a touchdown in practice and i'm basically going to rapid fire these things johnny and i want you to tell whisper nation if you're buying or selling as fantasy relevant for the season and if it's actually moving the needle for you as you go to your drafts this fall and if it should be moving the needle for whisper nation whisper nation let us know in the comments below what your favorite puff piece your favorite hype piece right now in fantasy football is um that's coming out of training camps and look we're less than 50 days i've been doing the tfw 50 and 50 we are now at 41 days i believe so uh we are just ready to rock and roll so continue to monitor this and, and let's jump into this buy or sell 
want to say what's up to pizza belly says hey guys glad to see you've recovered from the marathon trav appreciate that the voice is not 100 percent, but it's 95 we're getting there it's definitely getting there all right Training camp opens. Buy or sell, Johnny. Here we go. We've got beat reports and coach speak. First one is Jerry Judy has been the receiver on both Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater's longest passes of practice so far. Drew connecting with Judy many times today. Buy or sell? Uh, I'm buying this. I really think that Jerry Judy is someone that we should start taking a little bit more seriously. I love his ADP, and I really do think that there's like that second-year breakout coming for Jerry Judy. Awesome. So Brandon Ayuk is making catches all over the place during his first camp practice. I'm buying this as well. Uh, we are big fans of Brandon Ayuk. We do expect him to be better than uh, Debo in that offense. And so, yeah, I would I would expect this. All right. Joe Burrow with a perfect seven on seven period highlights was an out to Jamar Chase. We talked about this a little bit in our face off Friday exclusive to Patreon subscribers. But Joe Burrow with a perfect seven on seven, Johnny, are you buying or selling? I'm selling this one. Uh, it's seven on seven. You know, uh, no one can really attack the quarterback, especially because he's got, you know, the knee brace and come back from that. So I'll, I'll sell the seven for seven. But I do think he's going to be a good quarterback. Johnny says if it goes to 11 on 11, then he's buying. But seven on seven, he doesn't want any part of that. No, I think this is just to speak a little bit on this. It doesn't move the needle for us because basically this is just what he should be doing in a seven on seven, getting back, getting acclimated. Nothing's moved the needle quite yet as he recovers from that gruesome knee injury. And, and I learned my lesson, Travis, as a little <laughs> insider when I was a little bit younger, you know, we little lad uh, going to uh, the Arizona Cardinals training camp. And I'll tell you who was the master at the seven on seven drill, that was the one and only Kevin Cobb. That dude was lighting <laughs> up seven on sevens. And then it came to the game on Sunday and there was nothing there. So that's why I don't buy this. All right. In quotes, there's no competition right now. Kyle Shanahan confirms Jimmy Garoppolo is the 49ers QB one. Trey Lance is computing for competing for QB two. Jimmy Garoppolo is our best quarterback in the building right now. Kyle Shanahan says, Johnny, are you buying or selling this coach speak? I mean, He's probably computing as well. I think you're right <laughs> on that one. Uh, I am buying this. We expect Jimmy G to be the starter at least for the first, you know, four to six games of the season. We do know that uh, Trey Lance is very raw, and and but he does have a lot of upside. So I am buying this. Oh baby, I like it raw. <laughs> oh baby, I like it raw. No, I I think that I, I I'm gonna kind of agree with you on that one i think trey lance is i think this is what they have to do as coaches with both fields and lance they can't walk it back later uh they need to be be able to invest in the in the veteran right now and then be able to say actually we're going to go with the rookie but lions tight end coach ben johnson has tj hawkinson who we'll talk about later on the show studying calvin johnson travis kelsey george kittle and darren waller over the offseason hawkinson was also named the heavyweight champion at the new offseason gathering of the nfl tight ends known as tight end university johnny are you buying or selling this hype as of hawkinson studying the greats I am buying that, but I I don't know if I buy the, the championship, heavyweight championship. What does that even mean? They weren't boxing, were they? Like uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. But I am buying that he's watching the film on these guys. I have watched some insides, uh, insider stuff on TJ uh, over the summer because I am a big fan of his, and I wanted to see what progression is. 
And, you know, he's been talking about this all offseason, working hard with George Kittle and, and Kelsey. And so I'm definitely buying this. All right. Joe Mixon finishes every run at practice. Even after the whistle bros, he sprints another 30 to 40 yards down the field. Johnny, before you say buy or sell, this just reminds me of like Forrest Gump, where he just continues to run off the field uh, after the play. Like, are we buying this Joe Mixon hype? Is this something that like really matters? Like, should Joe Mixon even be doing this, Johnny? Like running 30 or 40 more, uh, yards after the play. This is a guy who's had some injury concern. Like, chill, young blood, chill. I mean, it's a, uh, it's a lead. You sh you tend to see this from leaders uh, or they try to do it, you know, to show, Hey, even though it's training camp, you go full board on it and, and really try to get yourself into shape. I do know Larry Fitzgerald was definitely known for this. Like, and he still does it when he is in camp, not in camp right now, but he was always like one of the, the guys that would always do this. And uh, you know, whether it works or not, who's to say, but I don't know if I'm buying it, but I, I definitely, I'm like, okay, all right, Joe, you're taking a little bit more serious, it seems like. Yeah, so Z in here says, how's it, boys? What's going on, Z? Appreciate up, Z? you. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at ZCantsFF. Z says, just saw that Tebow is working with the first team in the red zone, caught a TD from T-Law. Yeah, we were talking about that at the top of the show. I'll just throw that one in there. You buying or selling this Tebow one? We might as well bring it up. I, I'm selling it. But there, there probably are going to be games when Tebow does actually have some fantasy value just because he is a court dual threat. Uh, but as far as season long, I'm, I'm selling it. Is Tebow going to be the Taysom Hill light for the Jaguars? I mean, that's what they that's what they said they wanted. Right. So we'll see. But I don't. I don't know, man. He's he's been out of the league for 10 years. Like, what are you <laughs> expecting? Like, what? yeah. Obviously, a little hyperbole there it hasn't been 10 years, but it's been a while. Jalen Hurts plans to meet with the wide receivers and tight end after every practice and address what worked and what didn't. Sounds like being a quarterback and what they need to work on. Devonta Smith says Hurts is the type of guy you want leading a team. Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith are on the field putting in extra work after practice, wasting no time getting that chemistry going. John, are you buying or selling the wide receiver uh, hype that he's his wide receiver one is giving the QB one here? Absolutely, I am because yeah. this guy, every single doubter has all, you know, there's been so many, oh, he can't do this. He can't do this. And he just continues to just quiet, you know, not listen. I mean, he might be actually listening and this is why <laughs> he's doing it. But like every question that has come up, whether he's, you know, serious about football, whether he's a trainer, what all, a, a good leader, he is doing that as a quarterback. And so, yes, I am buying this. All right, LaVisca Chenault's skill set is among the rarest in the NFL as he has short area quickness, change of direction, and balance as a much smaller player. He combines all of this with his size and strength to win at every level of the field as a pass catcher. There's a quote from a beat writer. How do we feel about LaVisca Chenault? Are we buying the hype? We've been hearing it kind of build and build all offseason, but yet his ADP's kind of stayed uh, relatively cheap. How are we feeling at, about Visca, Johnny? Buying or selling? I, I, I'm buying, I'm buying. However, I want to caveat this with, I, I could, I do see a reality where we are just one year too early on, on Visca and, you know, he disappoints people this year and then next year is his real breakout year. And, and people will be off him because we'll, they'll say, Oh, well, I was so hyped on him last year and, and he didn't do anything. And that wide receiver room is a little crowded right now. So it might be difficult for him to really emerge. 
But I think in the coming years, this guy is going to be real legit. Johnny, really testing my patience and dynasty for my Visca shares there. Faith Ennis coming in from Club Fantasy FFL. Looking a little more awake than the last time I saw you guys. She is not lying. We love Club Fantasy FFL over there. Thanks again for pulling us through at the end of the mock draft marathon. We appreciate that. Pete Carroll, this is one of my favorite quotes this offseason. We have to run the ball better. Not even better. We have to run it more. He mentions uh, that he understands fans won't like hearing that. Johnny, are you buying or selling old man Pete? I mean, fans like winning, so they should not mind this. I understand, you know, fantasy fans don't want to hear this because we want to see Russell Wilson cook for an entire season to see what his true potential upside is. But I'm buying this 100%. Pete Carroll is an old-fashioned coach, and he loves to run the ball. And you see this uh, happen a lot. And so I'm, I'm definitely buying this, especially, you know, you got rumors. Penny is looking a little bit better. I know that uh, Travis doesn't want me to bring up that name <laughs> on here. But uh, I do think that they do want to run the rock and have that as the foundation. And then they notice that Russell Wilson is way more effective and efficient when they run the ball more. So, Johnny, all offseason, we've been looking for a way to differentiate between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers backfield, especially after they added Gio Bernard. Ronald Jones is getting some hype here, showing absolutely zero hesitation in hitting the holes and turning the corner on outside runs. Looks primed for a big season in his contract year. Yeah, I just have to interject here before we buy or sell this. It seems so funny to me we get these beat writers that come in and say these things that are so totally abstract. Like, he looks primed for a big season because in practice, he hit the hole really hard. I just don't understand how those correlate. But, Johnny, are you buying or selling the Ronald Jones hype here? I'm pretty sure they said the same exact thing last year. Uh, and he did show, he did show. Uh, yeah. And he, and he did show. Cause I, I, last year I was like, I'm selling this Yeah, this year. I, I would, I would, yeah, I would buy this because it's like a half it, buy. It, yeah. It's a, it's a half buy. I do think this backfield could get a little crowded. I was looking at it again last night and it could get a little, uh, a little complicated back there in, in a three way uh, timeshare, which we never like to see. But uh, I do think, Ronald Jones contract year. I love, I, we love those kind of things. Before we get to the last couple ones here, Kevin J. Murray, Doc, we love you over there. Pete love just you, said, likes to see or likes to tease the people with that rhetoric. Russ is going off in 2021. Our rankings would say otherwise, but we know that that's another polarizing player, Russ Wilson, this offseason, because we just need to know if he can consistently do it the entire year. That's what we really want to see. Mark Andrews says on Marquise Brown, Johnny, that he's the type of player who is going to shock the world. <laughs> Are you buying or selling Mark Marquise Brown shocking the world? First of all, Lamar would have to shock the world first, and then Marcus he's got to get on the field. Shock the world, yeah, exactly. So uh, I get this. Uh, you know, he is a fun wide receiver to look for. We were super hyped on him last year, um, but you know, we had Liz Lozon, uh, the mock draft marathon. She asked the over under. We put at like eight hundred yards, and that's right around where I have him. So yes, I would be shocked if he came out and shocked the world. All right, our final buy or sell. Christian McCaffrey appears to be healthy and back to full speed on the team's first day of training camp at Wolford College. McCaffrey took a pass from new quarterback Sam Darnold over the middle, made a smooth cut, and exploded into a full sprint toward the end zone. Johnny, are you buying or selling CMC back as the consensus overall, full workload, ready to rock and roll week one? I do think that he'll be back. He'll be back fully healthy. Uh, I do think that they will actually involve Chuba Hubbard a little bit 
uh, more than what we saw last year. I mean, when CMC was healthy, it was just all of the CMC show and then prior year as well. I think based on what we've seen over the last two years and what Carolina has really noticed, they need CMC on this team to really be, you know, one of those contenders for the playoffs. And so I think that they'll, they'll lessen the load slightly, but I am buying that he's fully healthy and looking good. All right, that's it for the buy or sell. We'll try to continue to do this as training camp rolls on and give you news and nuggets and things that, you know, are of value when we try to discern all the different news and, and notes and updates. All right, we're going to get into these top 10 fantasy football tight ends, but I know what you're asking, Whisper Nation, like how did we get to this top 10? Did we just pull it out of the air? Is Johnny over there scribbling on a whiteboard, just kind of making things up, looking like Charlie Day from yeah, uh, It's Always of. Sunny? Uh, yes, kind of he is, but we also have a draft kit, John, uh, Johnny, Whisper Nation, and it's that time of year to get your draft kit. August is upon us. It's time to get out there and dominate your draft. The draft kit is officially here. It's better than ever this year. It's fully loaded with premium player projections, the rankings, which we're going to go over for tight ends today, consistency charts, and over three years worth of data, cheat sheets, strength of schedule charts, and so much more. The TFW draft kit is available for an industry low $15. So so head on over to thefantasywhispers.com and get your kit today. Obviously, I'm a little excited. If you're listening on the audio, head to thefantasywhispers.com. If you're watching via video, I'm about to drop that link in the chat right now. So you guys will be able to go over and get your copy. You know, also, if you subscribe on Patreon at the $10 level, you get a free copy built right in. So make sure you're on that grind as well. Johnny, we're going to start with the top three. And, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on these three because we're consensus. We're down the line with the with the industry, but we'll kind of rattle through them. Number one is Travis Kelsey. Johnny, uh, newsflash, good at football, uh, being taken as the 109 right now. He's sneaking into that first round as the tight end one. And why not? He's been the tight end one in PPR for six straight years. Kelsey has only finished two games where he hasn't been inside the top 12 at the tight end position in the last two years. Only two games outside the top 12. That's amazing. If you look at 15-yard receptions from the slot where he does all of his damage, Tyler Boyd leads the league since 2018 with 51 of those catches. Cole Beasley with 49 of such catches. Travis Kelsey with 46. That's right. And he's sandwiched in between Cole Beasley and Tyree Kill. So once again, a wide receiver trapped in a tight end position, and that spells so much uh, upside for fantasy. Travis Kelsey has over 2,600 receiving yards from the uh, after the catch, I'm sorry, in the last five seasons, over 400 more than any other wide receiver or tight end. So we talk about yak monsters. We talk about setting the standard. Travis Kelsey does that. Look, draft him where you want to draft him at this point, especially in tight end premium leagues. We both took him first round in Scott Fishbowl, drafting from the sixth position. I believe, Johnny, you were the seventh position. Uh, there, there's no shame in taking Kelsey where you want to take him. Our number two tight end and consensus number two in the industry is Darren Waller. His current ADP is in the second round at 210 as he's the tight end two off the board. Listen, last year he tied Travis Kelsey for the most targets to a tight end with 145. Back-to-back seasons with over 1,000 yards. Had only two games where he got you less than five fantasy points. Had four games where he got you 18 fantasy points or more. We talk about the targets. He also tied... Uh, Devontae Adams for red zone targets among the entire league in pass catchers. Waller's 12 games over the last two seasons have been outside. I'm sorry. As (laughs) Waller, Waller, 
is 67% of the time is what I'm getting at. He's returned tight, tight end one number. So just almost as consistent as Kelsey, not quite there, but I think there's room for him to actually be better than Kelsey. And I don't think it's out of the question for you to be drafting him, you know, passing on Kelsey and grabbing Waller. Um, Johnny, the, our third tight end is George Kittle. And the consensus with Kittle is that he's the tight end three. We've got him at three. His ADP is in the third round. It's kind of funny how this ADP has worked out. We've got ADP round one, ADP round two, ADP round three for all these guys, and that's how it goes. So it's basically about where you're going to draft your tight end, and Kittle is right there. You know, he only played in 16 games once in his four-year career. He's played 14 games or more in three quarters of the season. So he's kind of in the middle of injury prone or injury bug, uh, but his career average bust rate is only 31%, uh, and that's games finished outside the top 12. So he's almost, you know, 69%, that's nice, uh, of, of tight end one. I think that actually he's probably the best discount of the top three because we were having to take him in the second round last year, and I don't really know what the knock has been on Kittle so much that we're, you know, trying to say maybe the injury prone tag. That's what you're going to say. But I think we still bought that with guys like, you know, Gronkowski when he was at the top of his game. So why not kind of buy the dip, get a little bit of value. So I I think that's kind of where I'm at with Kittle. And I actually don't mind you punting both Waller and Kelsey. If you want to go grab Kittle as well in the third round, start your draft a little bit stronger. I'm a little concerned with Kittle this year because of the emergence of Ayuk and also having Debo there for however long he's healthy. I do think that that could actually draw away targets. If you look at the one year where Kittle really broke out, mm. was the number one tight end. Nice point. Or, or second tight end. Uh, he, there was nobody else there to get targets, really. So that's my one concern with Kittle, but he is a very, very good and solid tight end. Stormtrooper saying, I am going Waller over Kelsey in an auction draft to save me about $15. Not a bad strategy. We love the value. Cat's Pajama saying, what's up, guys? What's going on? So really, that's not a a, a big shakeup, our top three. And even you could say TJ Hawkinson, who comes in at four, is not a shakeup as well, even though the industry's got him coming off the board in the fifth round at 508 as tight end six. He's going to lead this team in targets, most likely. Anthony Lynn, you know, you look, he targets his tight ends 20 to 24 percent of his plays as a coach, as an offensive coordinator. And since entering the league, uh, we look at Hawkinson has averaged 21 percent target share. And we look at what Goff's done with guys like Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett. We know he loves the tight end position. Johnny, I think Hawkinson's kind of, you know, a chalk pick wherever, you know, if you don't want to. You don't want to risk it and take that big three. You want the other positions. Then Hawkinson's sitting there in the mid rounds for you. And I don't think that's a bad, you know, based on our projections, he's actually going to come in a little bit above. So you're actually going to, you know, hit on ADP there. I absolutely love TJ Hawkinson this year. He's one of my favorite tight ends to target out of all of these guys because, yes, we have him at tight end four, but it's very realistic. He finishes as the tight end three or maybe the tight end two, depending on what could possibly happen with the the big three. If any of those guys get injured, then you could be opening the door for a guy like TJ Hawkinson who should be their number one target there in Detroit. All right, Johnny, I've been stealing the mic here going through, uh, you know, the motions with our top five, but we're getting to number five here, and that's where we're uh, higher. I mean, much higher than than consensus on Tyler Higby, who we have firmly inside our top five. Tyler Higby's ADP is in the 12th round, Johnny, going as tight end 14. We've got him nine spots higher as tight end five. The floor is yours, my guy. Talk about your guy who you – 
to your credit, have been hyping all offseason. So, you know, Whisper Nation can miss you with that BS if they think that you're just kind of hopping on the Higby train. You've been on it the whole season, uh, the whole offseason, and now your numbers are backing that up. Speak to them. Church, my brother. I won't lie to you, Travis. I, I might be leading the bandwagon there for the Tyler Higby uh, bandwagon because I love what he is getting into uh, the opportunity share, right? You look at what Matthew Stafford does as a quarterback coming coming over. We just talked about how Hawkinson was a, one of his favorite targets and how Hawkinson never saw under 21% target market share. Now, I'll give you. L.A. has better wide receivers than what Detroit had last year. So I have lowered that target market share down to about that, actually slightly below that average, which is why Tyler Higby comes at number four. He could even come up higher depending on that target market share. But right now I have him sitting at about 16%. And how I got that was uh, if you look at Sean McVay over the last couple of years since he's been the head coach, he roughly gives his uh, his tight ends about 16%. You saw Everett last year also garner about 10 to 12% uh, for the last few years. And so with Everett now gone, he is in Seattle. This basically leaves it all there for Tyler Higby. Now, I do know that there are different, there are other tight ends on this depth chart. They did just draft a rookie, which is getting a lot of praise. However, the rookie's already injured right now. He's sitting out of practice, which as a rookie at a tight end position, sitting out anytime during training camp, not a good sign for playing time this year. So I don't think he'll get a whole lot this year, maybe next year. For this year, strictly, it's looking like Tyler Higby will be the main go-to guy. And what we've seen with, uh, you know, when Everett is just, or I'm sorry, excuse me, when Higby is the guy and Everett is out, we saw that Higby went on this massive, massive run. We're talking from weeks 13 to 16 in 2019. He had 44 targets for 438 yards and a touchdown. In 2020, without Everett in the lineup, he was uh, in week two, five for five for 54 yards and three touchdowns, which equaled 24.9 fantasy points. In week 15 versus the Jets, he was four out of five receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown, which was 14.7 fantasy points. Expect a, a lot of the same, and the fantasy industry is not caught up to this quite yet because they're not quite buying into what this system might look like, but I'm telling you, Higby is going to get targets and he is going to be good. So I am, he's my favorite guy to target. You know, in some cases I'll go with, you know, TJ Hawkinson, but if I'm feeling, you know, if, if someone else takes uh, Hawkinson from me, then uh, I, I I'm, I'm going right, right for Higby. And, you know, truth be told, I just, Travis, I made a deal last night. I, I got Higby on my dynasty team. That's how much I believe in him this year. And I already have Mark Andrews, Mark Mandrews. So that's what I, that's how much I believe in Tyler Higby. Yeah. I, I love the, the, the projection for Tyler Higby. He's like the perfect guy to attack that could easily be the top five. Uh, and, and we've got him there. We've got him slated for opportunity to make the top five. I think the biggest thing we, we had a Twitter spat a little bit with, with Z, um, who, who writes for PFF and he was just saying the touchdown upside, is it going to be there? Well, if the volume is enough to get him there, we will see. And I love what you said there. Yes. Is the rookie there? Sure. Could he take away some opportunity? Sure. But he's not getting off to a great start by missing time. So we'll just have to monitor that and see how that goes. All right, before we get on to the rest of the top 10, 
Johnny, I want to talk a little bit about Patreon uh, and our support system over there. Listen, we've got a great crew of people over on Patreon.com. We appreciate all the support. If you, Whisper Nation watching or listening right now, would feel it upon your heart to consider helping us out, go on and over to Patreon.com, support at the 5 or $10 levels. The benefits include access, access to Discord channels, uh, increased odds for landing in our 2021 Listener League, bonus fantasy content, including our face-off Fridays that we're really excited to debut this week. Um, so just all this stuff. But at the end of this show, you guys are going to see what else we can do for our patrons. We're doing sports card giveaways, especially at the 5 and $10 levels. That gets you entries into these sports pack giveaways. And Johnny's got amazing collection of, of sports cards with, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, some of these big names that are in these sports card. And if you don't know about sports card, go look it up because basically this is taking over the nation right now as not just a, a fatter hobby. There's money in these bad boys and you could win yourself not only cards that you like to collect, but cards that could be an asset that, you know, gains value over time. So we're doing that for you, Whisper Nation, as a sign of appreciation for all those that support us over on Patreon. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash the fantasy whispers and join the nation today. I will drop that link as well in the chat. And Johnny, our number six tight end is Mark Andrews. His current ADP is 504 as the tight end five off the board. So really, we're not that far off consensus. 58 catches last year on 88 targets in a down year for Lamar Jackson. 701 yards, yet seven touchdowns. The tight end four in standard, tight end six in PPR. Love that. 24% of the team's target market share. You could say that the addition of weapons could hurt him. I think that it could actually open up a few more things for Mark Andrews over the middle. And last year, you had to play, you had to pay a fourth-round pick for him. Now we get him a whole round later, and I think that's where he kind of belongs. You can draft him at value right here. Nothing really to say or, 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 or you know, argue about here on Mark Andrews. Correct, Johnny? No, I, I think that he's fine to draft. I think, you know, getting him cheaper is a great is, – is really nice, right? Cheaper than last year. The, you know, the big concern is the accuracy with Lamar Jackson and when he comes back, uh, you know, whether what he looks like. But Mark Andrews, no doubt about it, he is one of the best tight ends in the league from just a physical standpoint and an ability standpoint. Now, can his quarterback get him the ball on a consistent basis? That's what needs to be seen. But if that happens, we've already seen Mark Andrews is a top three tight end. So there is a major, major up uh, upswing and, and, and um, a lot of value in Mark Andrews. Absolutely. And I want to talk about an extreme value right now at ADP because we've got Robert Tunyon as our number seven tight end. Bobby Man, the, the Packer fan in me, the cheesehead in me is, is just gasping for – for uh, you know, joy right now. I don't even think that's a phrase, but that's how excited I am. Robert Tunyon, uh, ADP of 1101, coming off as the tight end 13. So similar to our Tyler Higby take, we are all in on Robert Tunyon as a top 10 tight end. If you've saw, seen our mock drafts, you've seen Whisper Nation sniping me at every turn with Tunyon. We bought the dip for Aaron Rodgers. He broke out last year in year three. We know how that is for tight ends. They're calling him Little Kittle. Uh, he had a, you know, we had Rodgers calling him a transcendent player. Uh, six for six and 98 yards and three touchdowns on that Monday night game where he kind of officially broke out. Five touchdowns in his first three weeks after a bit of a fall to earth. Uh, in weeks six through ten, Tunyon scored five of the of you know his final six weeks. So he actually did it at the beginning of the year, had the midseason lull, but then picked it up at the end of the year. So we like to see the production in all phases of the year. He kind of went through that wall, so to speak. 
He was the tight end three in standard and tight end four in PPR. 11 touchdowns was tied with Kelsey for number one among tight ends. And I know what people are saying, Johnny. It's the touchdown regression. Is that going to come and rear its ugly head for, for Tunyon? And I think when you play with it, that's what people used to say about Devontae Adams, Johnny. But when you play with Aaron Rodgers and he finds you and he likes scoring touchdowns, you're going to benefit. Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, they both have high touchdown rates. Why? Because their quarterback is one of the elites in the NFL. And I think Tunyon is is, is no exception to a guy that can continue to, to thrive in this offense. And I'll just make one more note that, you know, earlier this year, Matt LaFleur says he wants to feature Robert Tunyon in the offense more in 2021. Says that Robert Tunyon, Robert Tunyon, has improved more than anyone on the team since he became the head coach in 2019. This guy has kind of stepped into his own. He's done all the things we want to see. Now I think he just solidifies himself as a tight end one, and our rankings in the draft kit say such as well, Johnny. Yeah, uh, you're looking at what Sean McVay, or Sean McVay, I'm used to saying Sean McVay when it comes (laughs) to tight ends. Uh, But when you you look at... uh, the offensive coordinator, right, and what they like to run in uh, Green Bay. You look at history, and history has shown that over the last couple of years, the target market share for their number one tight end is about you know 12 to 13 percent. They've gotten as high as 14 percent uh, at times. And so when you're banking in, you know, originally we did have Tunyon a little bit, Bobby T, as we like to say, a, a pity of fool. Uh, we had him a little bit higher. But after the Randall Cobb signing, because Randall Cobb is the slot and Rodgers also has a connection with him and likes to use him, uh, we did pull back the projection just slightly, but that still leaves him as a top seven tight end. And most of the industry or a lot of people aren't really having him high like that. And so, you know, obviously touchdowns play a big part, but he had like 19% touchdown rate last year, Travis, which was like astronomical. We lowered that way down by over half, like 8%. And so that's why you're you're starting to see him creep up into that top seven. Absolutely really good option if you're looking at a, a late round tight end dart throw later on in your drafts. You miss out on some of these bigger name guys. Uh, yeah, Bobby T is a good one to go after. I just want Whisper Nation to look at this when we when we release this video and not go and draft Tyler Higby as the fifth tight end in your league off the board, or right. draft Jonu Smith or uh, Robert Tunyon as the seventh tight end off the league in your board. Look at his ADP. Look at where people are taking tight ends, and look at where we've ranked him. It just means that we're higher than consensus, which means you can wait. You can wait on tight end because we think the the, the points difference isn't going to be that much. So go ahead and grab yourself a guy like Robert Tunyon or the guy who we're going to talk about next, Jonas Smith, who is coming off the board ADP 10th round, 10.04 as tight end 12. Last year, he finishes the tight end 9 in standard and tight end 15 in PPR. Saw 65 targets in 15 games. That's about four per game. Was the tight end one in the first five weeks. So uh, a lot of people have talked about Joe Zolo. Johnny, you agreed with him that he's going to take over this Aaron Hernandez role in the offense. Should see between 14 and 16% target market share. We've seen what Belichick said about Jonu Smith, one of the best guys in the league, in the league after the catch. And we've seen that as such when he gets the ball in his hands. How do you feel about Jonu Smith here, Johnny? I really like him. Uh, I do think that he is going to, you know, like we said, take that Aaron Hernandez role, uh, which the unfortunate side of that is that the touchdown upside won't be as great for Jonu Smith, but we certainly know he's more than capable and, you know, Hunter Henry isn't the greatest bill of health. So if he, anything were to happen to Hunter Henry, then you could see that touchdown upside 
uh, go way up for Jonu Smith. And, uh, you know, I want to I want to point this out. Hunter Henry should be that Gronk role. So most people would say, well, why why not go with that Gronk role like that? He was the monster guy that I remember it wasn't really Aaron Hernandez. And what I'll say is like what we saw in general is that actually Aaron Hernandez was actually used like between the 20s and like as a yak guy a little bit more. Uh, because of that and Gronk was like more of a blocker uh, between the 20s and then he became a real threat in the red zone because he's such a big bodied guy and he could create that mismatch now Jonu can do that in the red zone so it'll be interesting to see uh, how that plays out but I do believe that Jonu Smith uh, will again be a top 10 uh, tight end I love the offense. I love this, the lack of weapons around Jonu Smith that make him a viable candidate to kind of be a more target market share dominant player. We've seen Cam Newton use Greg Olson in a big way. We've seen this offense use their tight end in a big way. And we've seen what Bill Belichick has said about Jonu Smith. All those things lead to big things for Jonu Smith. So I want to make sure that people know that he is worth stabbing at, especially when we've got him ranked as number eight. Our number nine tight end is Mo Ali Cox. His current ADP, not available. His current tight end ranking, not available because he has not been drafted. Johnny, this guy sneaking into our top 10. Whisper Nation knows last year, Mo Ali Cox was all over my waiver wire uh, you know, articles. We, we, we loved him. We think he, similar to Jonu, we think he's just a beast with the ball in his hands. Is there enough with Wentz and Reich and with uh, Trey Burton moving on to be excited about Mo Ali Cox as a, as a deep tight end sleeper this year? Yeah, a lot of people might watch this video and be like, how do you ever have Mo Ali Cox <laughs> in the top 10? Nobody's talking about this. And that's what I love about it. That's why you come to our channel, because we're going to give you information that you're probably not going to see other other places. But I'm telling you, well, uh, let me caveat this really quick, Travis. Uh, Carson Wentz, we heard this morning uh, from a, a tweet by Shefty that Carson Wentz dealing with some kind of foot injury. He's out indefinitely. I've been looking into it. It's not really clear what exactly like it's not like a broken foot to my knowledge. Uh, so it'll be day to day. Now, obviously, if Carson Wentz is not the starting quarterback, then disregard what I'm about to say, because if uh, Eason uh, is the quarterback there, I don't have as much uh, high upside uh, for Moali Cox. I, or I wouldn't uh, project him that way. Here's what my argument is for Moali Cox. Indy, usually over their last couple of years since Frank Reich has been the head coach, they have averaged about 12% target market share to their tight end one. Not a super significant amount, but that's about, you know, league average, right? Here's what I really like, though. Carson Wentz, and why I caveat, uh, you know, the start of this argument with the Carson Wentz segment was because Carson Wentz, if you look at what he does on average as a quarterback, he targets his tight ends, his number one tight ends, on average of 16% of the time. When you're talking about that, that's where you start getting up higher for these tight ends. When you look at Zach Ertz for the Philadelphia Eagles, he had 27% target market share and 22% target market share. And then you look at what Goddard had, he had 14% last year. So, you know, and the tides were starting to turn because of, um, of Ertz being injured and whatnot, right? And, and then the theories of him being traded and, and things like that. So we definitely see where Carson Wentz loves to target the tight end. And it seems to be like a really nice match made in heaven, really, because you've got a big bodied uh, tight end in Mo Alley Cox, who was a former basketball player. We've seen these guys transition. Well, it's, you know, he's heading into 
you know, uh, I believe it's the third or fourth year in, into his year, uh, into his contract or into his uh, career. And so now's typically when you start seeing these guys really, really pick it up. And if that happens, then you're looking at Mo Ali Cox as a uh, top 10. You know, it, it should be the target market share should get him into the top 10. The nice thing is, is that you don't have to go into your draft because he's undrafted. He's free. You can go into your free draft. for free for free. Uh, you can go into your drafts, right? Try to target some of these other guys. And then maybe maybe you're like, ah, I'm kind of sold on Higby, but I don't know, Johnny, if what you're telling me is going to come to fruition. Or maybe you're like, oh, I like, uh, you know, Bobby T. And, you know, but you're like, ah, once again, I don't know if the upside is true there now that they have Randall Cobb. Well, a great a great way to kind of safety blanket that is to take take your dart throw in Bobby T, take your dart throw in Higby, and let's say I'm wrong on those two, uh, then – you also have your backup in Mo Alley that's completely free. Also, you need someone to drop at some point, so it's also nice for that standpoint. But I'm I'm pretty confident that as long as Carson Wentz plays, Mo Alley Cox is going to be a guy that we that people are going to be rushing to the waiver wire to get as soon as they see him play with Carson Wentz and see how much that connection really uh, is is uh, between them. And and you will beat that. You will beat that rush. You'll have him on your roster because you'll take him in the draft yeah once again the caveat here is don't go drafting mo alley cox as the ninth tight end off your board just notice right. that this is where you can get value by being ahead of the game uh, on your league mates listen we've got we want you to be ahead of the game on smashing that like button if you can we've got 11 of you almost 15 uh watching at one point on this stream only a few likes over on youtube help us get those likes up and push this out to the masses via the algorithms um, as Hugh Jackson likes to say, he's his own alg algorithm. Uh, as he said in the mock draft marathon, we are not. We need help from the algorithms. We're going to need that help. All right, our final top 10 tight end, Johnny. Number 10, 10 is Kyle Pitts. And I know what people are already saying because the ADP has him in the fourth round at 409. He's coming off as the tight end four off the board. We know he's the unicorn. We know he's one of the highest drafted tight ends of all time. And he went inside the top five to Atlanta. But, Johnny, he's not inside our top five, and he's just scraping in at top ten. Talk to the people about your concerns with Kyle Pitts this year. Well, I want to uh, – there's one major piece I, I would like to throw out there. His ADP is really high right now, and this is just a little bit of speculation. One, that ADP ranking is based on tight end premiums. Two, that – tight end ranking is all or excuse me that tight end being selected that high is also based on a lot of people and experts in the industry that know about Kyle Pitts and know what the history of Kyle Pitts is in college and how much he is just a, a kind of an anomaly right at the tight end position most of your league banks aren't going to really know who Kyle Pitts is so I don't expect him to be that high uh, most of your league mates are probably not going to go for a rookie tight end because they know, just like a lot of people know in the industry, rookie tight ends don't normally pan out. I mean, the biggest case in point and the, probably the closest comp, it was a while back, it was back in 2006, and it was Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis was a very similar comp to what Kyle Pitts is. Same stuff coming out of college, same uh, you know, people saying he's going to change the position forever. And what happened? Came out his rookie year. He struggled. He only had 200 receiving yards. Major disappointment. 
I don't want that to be you, Whisper Nation. I want you to be more uh, well-rounded with your knowledge and and know what you're going to be getting for Kyle Pitts. Now, we do have him ranked in the so- inside the top 10 at number 10, but I do want you to know that in order to get that top 10 ranking, it was there are a lot of things that really have to crack his way. So I'm going to dive into that right now. I want you to know as far as Arthur Smith goes and the offense that he's going into, you look at what Arthur Smith uses and or what he did in Tennessee. And there has been many indications he's come out and said, plus some reports have also said and indicated that he plans on using basically the same system. We know this of coaches, you know, Hugh Jackson on the, on the mock draft marathon said it. He's like, I got my algorithm. He knows what he's going to do. Right? Well, when you look at Arthur Smith's algorithm or what he likes to do, he actually loves to use a two tight end set more than most people realize. And not only does he like to use a two tight end set, but he also likes to target both those tight ends. And he does so on a pretty much, you know, 12 and 14% basis on both those. So you saw Jonu Smith and Anthony Ferkser last year, both get, you know, 12 and 14%. And you look at the year before Jonu had a little bit less than that. They also had Delaney Walker who got some of the targets as well. So, it's very common for Arthur Smith to use two tight ends. We all know Hurst is is more than capable. And so if you do draft Kyle Pitts, expect some touchdowns to be, you know, taken off the board because of Hurst. Expect some throws to go to Hurst's way instead of Kyle Pitts. And expect to be a little frustrated with that. But that's just gonna that's gonna be what you have to accept if you take a guy like Kyle Pitts. The other thing that I want to say is, you know, we talked about the number one tight end for Arthur Smith's system. He usually garners no more than 14% target market share. Now, a lot of people throw out the argument, well, there aren't, you know, they don't have as many weapons as they did in, uh, in Tennessee and Atlanta because Julio Jones is no longer on this offense. And I would say... Okay, maybe if you want to say Corey Davis is that much better uh, than, uh, you know, uh, we call him Z on this show, but uh, Z, uh, Olamidi. Uh, Olamidi uh, Zacchaeus. Uh, is it Zacchaeus or Zacchaeus? Uh, who knows? Either one. Uh, then, then, okay, fair enough. I also built that into my projections. I gave him 16% of the target market share, which is, again, higher than Arthur Smith has ever given his tight ends. So I'm already stretching it a little bit there. And then it's really going to come down to tight ends from or touchdowns from that point. And again, what we like to say on the show, just like if you ask anybody, tight ends are the flukiest thing to try to predict in uh, when you're doing projections because tight ends, frankly, are fluky. And what we do know is on average, uh, you know, wide receiver tight ends generally score a touchdown every 155 receiving yards. So if you bake that in, you put that into Kyle Pitts' projection, it would really indicate that he would probably come down with about four touchdowns this season. Far short of what you would want to expect from your tight end. And if that happens, there's no way Kyle Pitts is going to be finished as a top 10 tight end. However, I stretch that a little bit more because why not? You know, I want to give, you know, I want to just see. And I was devil's advocate. Devil's advocate. I, I will also point out that last year, Jonu did have nine receiving touchdowns in this very offense and he didn't have he actually was a huge anomaly in that he scored a touchdown basically every 50 receiving yards which is pretty astronomical so when you take that target market share or that touchdown rate you put it on kyle pitts everything would have to come together in order to get this top 10 projection but i wanted to give it to you uh whisper nation so i could break down the argument so you could really see 
how I came to that and why I believe that Kyle Pitts is ultimately going to be a guy that you're probably going to want to stay away from because there's just so many factors that are going to limit his upside. There's so many things that are going to have to go right for him to really hit his projection and to really hit where he's finishing. I understand the talent is there. I'm not questioning that. I'm not saying that in the future he's not going to be a top three or the number one overall tight end because that's certainly in the realm of possibilities. I just don't think it's going to be this year. And so I want you to kind of ride and sit back, let other people make the mistake in drafting him high. If he does end up going with, you know, top six rounds, I would not take that. You know, I would start. I just, it's just, there's too many questions. First time play caller, Arthur Smith, Hayden Hurst still on the roster. Calvin Ridley's history of being the touchdown guy in this offense would mean maybe Kyle Pitts can't be because Julio Jones wasn't. And even though he should be. Um, so there's just so many other ways that I think you can attack the tight end position than trying to bank on the ultimate rookie season by the ultimate unicorn tight end. There's just better ways to attack the position. We look at cat's pajamas coming in here, says I'm passing on all top tight ends at the ADPs and I'm going to grab Troutman in the later rounds. I'm on the Troutman train this year. Look, there's all sorts of late round guys you can do that with. If you, if it's just too rich for your blood with some of this ADP, we get that whisper nation. Let us know in the comments, let us know in our DMS, which tight end you're targeting late. Johnny, any last words on the tight end position? Yeah. For the Troutman, I, you know, I am a fan because you know, you, you generally think, oh, Jameis Winston, we tend, you know, even though Jameis Winston is not opening up the schedule as the, or he's he's not necessarily working with the ones right now, I do uh, think that ultimately he will be the quarterback there. And if you look at Jameis Winston over the last uh, few years when he was a starter for ten uh, for Tampa Bay, they had a pretty good tight end, right? And O.J. Howard, they also had uh, Cameron Brait. Well, when you look back at the history – Neither one of them got over 12% target market share. And so that's where I draw back a little bit. You've also have to worry about if John, if uh, Winston is the quarterback, that means that uh, Hill is going to also be splitting time with Troutman, which is also why I think it hinders his upside. I don't mind the late round dart throw in, in him. And trout pair. Make sure you pair it with another guy, though, as yeah, well, that exactly. has has some path. Uh, one last question. Lot thoughts on Logan Thomas. I'll just take this, Johnny. I, I think we were initially in on Logan Thomas in the offseason with the digging into Ryan Fitzpatrick. He just hasn't loved tight ends as much. It's been a thing. He likes his wide receivers a little bit more. They did give Thomas the fat extension. He's definitely one of the playmakers on the team. He's just not. I just don't know if he's going to have the upside that some of these guys like Higby or, you know, Tunyon or even Noah Fant, who's not in our top 10, but has a little bit more athletic upside than a guy like Logan Thomas, in my opinion. So I would be targeting those guys instead of Logan Thomas. That's just me personally. I, I just uh, the only thing I don't mind about Logan Thomas is his ADP really hasn't caught up. Uh, right. You know, surprisingly. And so if you if you know, if people want to take the late round dart throw on him, then because of his ADP, like I don't have a much of an argument against it, because if you know, if he isn't what, or if he is what we think he is, then you could just drop him for another tight end. They are who we thought they were. Yeah, but if we're wrong, then you've got yourself a top tight, top ten tight end potentially. All right, Whisper Nation, that rounds out our top ten fantasy tight ends straight from our Fantasy Whispers draft kit, which you can find on the FantasyWhispers.com or scroll up in this chat and find the link there. It's also in the description for Johnny Game Time Hicks. I am Big Travi. We are the Fantasy Whispers. And we are out of here. Peace. Right here.
still working on does that outro. does that thing seem like it's so much louder than everything else no, it came through louder hey, okay it's just me i don't know it's slightly louder i guess but i don't know if it's like truly truly louder well I don't it was know. like it just like pierced my eardrums um let us know whisper nation obviously this is the behind the scenes the after the credits as we talked about we're going to give away a couple sports card giveaways uh so johnny go ahead and and take the jesus take the wheel <laughs> sounds good let me i'm going to literally share. take the wheel yeah exactly all right um i got it up here well let's see maybe so uh is this for so virgin gaming over here thank you says it is kind of loud yeah that's i thought so too love the channel though guys appreciate you uh appreciate you stopping in here and, and giving us oh, love we man see. we can't even see all right so is this okay so is this for the top 10 or uh i'm sorry the 10 the the mvp tier or yes, the whisper so, nation tier okay so this is at the ten dollar level and we're giving away no, this sport. Is the five and ten dollar level so the, oh okay uh, the yeah so if you if you subscribe to our patreon oh now it just doubled up my number one uh if you if you subscribe to the Patreon, then you at the five dollar level, then you get entered into the monthly card giveaway. That's all you have to do. Five and ten dollar levels get you entered into this, and uh, we'll spin the wheel today. We're gonna do a couple spinning of the wheel. Johnny, is yes. this is this wheel less because it's for previous month? Uh, it yes. Uh, okay. So we're all going right. to do a couple of these giveaways uh, today because, like, yeah, just like Travis said. Um, we are catching up on a month here, so I am going to. Sorry, I clicked the wrong screen to share. That's okay. So that was what. The yeah. So basically, said. at for every month that you're in at the five and ten dollar levels, you get an entry into this sports card giveaway that we're going to give away. We're also going to start implementing uh, jersey giveaways. Is that right, Johnny? Yes. Yes. So uh, that is something we're working on. We're grabbing those jerseys as we speak. And uh, hold on, I want to. I'm going to change this here. So that way I can figure out which screen I no need worries. to pull up. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, we are going to be grabbing jerseys, and then that will be for the ten dollar entries uh, for those for those jerseys. So if you so, sign up the Patreon for the ten dollar ones, yeah. So ten dollar, you get a couple benefits like the draft kit. You're also going to be in at the uh, jersey giveaways that we're going to be doing. Five dollar level will get you into these sports card giveaways. And as, like we said, we've got some big names in some of these packs, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, um, just some really fun players that you're going to want to stack and, and kind of, you know, maybe you want to collect and keep your hands on, or maybe you want to turn for a profit, whatever the game is yours on these cards, but uh, it's all possible within these sports card as it's taking over the nation, as we were saying here. Um, so make sure you guys are checking that out. Just going to drop the Patreon channel again here in the chat for everyone. Um, and that's how you're going to get in here. So, uh, are we ready to spin this thing for, yeah. and this is for the month of June? Yes. All right, let's we do it. going to spin it. So the first one, what we'll do here is we'll get a, we'll get a name. We got uh, All right. Doug. Doug Steinbarth. What? Doug. Congratulations. You are winning a sports card pack giveaway here. Johnny, what uh, what's next for Doug here? We we pick a number so here. I will. So the first one we'll do, uh, we'll spin this one more time. We'll get our second winner here, and then after that we'll go to the wheel with the numbers, and then we'll spin that to figure out which packs that they're gonna get. So we'll. Spin We're doing two giveaways time. today. Two giveaways. Correct. All right. So our second winner is 
Carl Smith. Carl Smith. All right, Carl. Congratulations to Carl Smith and Doug Steinbarth. We will get a hold of you either via Discord or Patreon. And if you guys are sitting there watching this behind the scenes, uh, you guys know, you know, want to know how you can get in on this. Patreon.com forward slash the fantasy whispers. That the five dollar level gets you an entry into these sports card giveaways. All right. So now we will go to the uh Oh, Pizza Belly is in here and he's one of the winners. Pizza, you want to give us a number? You can pick your number live right here. Yeah, pizza. I believe it's let me just I gotta double check. It might be Doug. Yeah, Doug yeah, Doug is Pizza Belly. So Doug yeah, Doug, you Doug, if you want to get back to us and let us know your number right now, we'll just do a random number for Carl. Is it do we do Carl Smith? Yeah, we'll do Carl Smith first. Uh, then if Doug wants to just pop in and say, see what uh, pack he wants to get, minus whatever. So Doug's saying is. 10. He's going to go with 10. Doug's going to go with 10, and we got Carl Smith with 7. All right. All right. So counting from the top, we got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. For Carl, and the very last one here is for Doug, our boy Doug. All right, so we'll open up Doug's first. So this was the last one, and we'll show those cards. Well, I guess we should go to full screen here. Um, stop sharing this screen. <laughs> All right, so these are Doug's. These are Doug's cards. So you got a Doug, you Doug, Doug, Juju Smith Schuster. Oh, nice Juju. You got a DJ Chark. Nice rookie, especially if he can get that breakout solidified this year in the new offense. That's a good one. Joe Burrow, Joey B. Look at that. And then ooh, and our uh, one of our favorite quarterback sleepers of this year, uh, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill draft pick rookie card. Well done. That's a pretty good pack right there. All right, uh, Doug, we will get these shipped out to you today. Going to the post office right after this show. So uh, we'll get those posted or sent out to you. All right. And now for Carl's pack, we got it right here. Pack number Carl. And he wins. All right. We got a Zach Allen rookie laser. Okay. Laser. Laser. Melvin Gordon rookie card. Nice. Got a Debo Samuel rookie card. Ooh, there we go. Pretty good one. And then a Sam Darnold rookie card. Big arm Darnold. Big arm Darnold. So hoping for some bounce backs from a couple players there. That would be nice. And and just, you know what I like about these sports card giveaways is like gives you somebody to extra to root for in your fantasy season this year too. You're hoping, hoping for good production out of those guys. So Doug, Carl, again, congratulations. Thank you to everyone that supports the channel with or without Patreon, but a special big thank you to those that subscribe over on Patreon. And remember, if you get in at the $5 level, you get enter into these sports card giveaways, $10 level, we'll start doing those Jersey giveaways as well. So $10, you're already in at the sports card. Plus you get in for the raffle for the jerseys that we're going to start raffling off as well. Um, as we get gear, geared up and we have those face off Fridays, which is an exclusive piece of content we're doing over only on Patreon. So patreon.com forward slash the fantasy whispers for Johnny game time Hicks. I'm big Travi. We're the fantasy whispers. We'll see you next week. Thanks guys. Have a good weekend. Peace. Peace. Right here. Oh, Hey, you made it to the end of the video. If you like what you saw and you want to learn how to dominate your own draft and win your own league, 
head on over to the fantasywhispers.com and grab your copy of the fantasy whispers draft kit today or click the link in the description below and if you're still not sold check out one of these videos